you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 48. Say, would you like to be on the Nerdist Podcast? Then this is your lucky moment in time. We're auctioning off a co-hosting seat on one episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Be the second Matt or the second Jonah. It's your choice. Second Chris slot, not available. It's all part of Comedy Death Ray's massive comedy charity auction for the LA Regional Food Bank. All the proceeds will go to feed people who are less fortunate than yourself. I know you feel like you're probably, you might not be that fortunate, but there are people who are less fortunate than you, and we want to put foods in their mouths. Yes, I said foods. If you go to ComedyDeathRay.com, you can follow the link to see all the auctions that they got going on uh, for comedy stuff, and you can make a bid to be on an episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Transportation not provided. The auction ends on December 11th, so uh, you got a little bit of time. Also, the Nerdist Podcast live at Meltdown Comics on December 15th. Come see some live stand-up. It's going to be an all-stand-up comedy episode of the Nerdist Podcast devoted to comedians you should know. So details for that are at Nerdist.com. And also the Nerdist Podcast shirts are here. We are accepting pre-orders until next week. So there's going to be a limited run of those. So make sure and get yours now. And then stuff them in someone's stocking. Maybe your own stocking. I don't know what your life looks like. Details for that are also at the aforementioned Nerdist.com. And now this episode. So recently I became pals on uh, Twitter with a dude named Jason Mayhem Miller. If you don't know, Mayhem is an MMA fighter who makes balloon animals, but with people. This guy has got a bunch of nerdly pursuits. He's been on G4 a bunch of times, uh, loves video games. Uh, He's got his own show on MTV called Bully Beatdown, which if you're a nerd, uh, you can seriously appreciate the concept of this show. And uh, I do want to apologize in advance. I kept saying to Mayhem uh, during the interview, oh, as a UFC fighter, dot, 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 I meant MMA. I didn't realize there were different circuits because I'm an idiot. Jason actually fights for Strike Force. I am correcting myself right now so that when you hear it on the podcast, you don't send me uh, hate tweets and hate emails telling me what a, what a douche nut I am. Uh, I get it. I know. I'm sorry. I just didn't know the sport very well. Uh, but this is why I had him on, to learn these types of things. By the way, if you do tweet and email me that I'm a douche nut uh, because you're an MMA fan and not a Chris Hardwick fan, which, by the way, probably not too much crossover between those two, the Venn diagram of MMA fans and uh, Chris Hardwick fans, there's probably not a blending of, uh, of those circles. 
So I'm gonna say that if you do send those hateful tweets and emails, I will send my new big brother, Mayhem Miller, to twist your fucking head off. Okay, well I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Mayhem was super fun to hang out with. He's an incredibly nice guy who just happens to be able to murder people with his hands. So here we go, the Nerdist episode number 48 with Mayhem Miller. Now entering Nerdist.com. And now for my radio training. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Hey. I am Chris Hardwick. To the left of me is Matthew Myra. Jonah Ray is on assignment uh, on another job that pays him. So uh, Jonah couldn't be here. I am sitting across from Jason Mayhem Miller. That was the worst uh, announcer voice I've ever heard. That's but. why I don't have that job. All right. Good. I have just proved why I don't have that job. I'm freaking pumped to be here, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I am pumped that you're here, Mayhem. Now, let me just give you a little background. I don't... Uh, I don't know a lot about UFC fighting yeah. because it resembles sports to me. Well, and that's, mixed martial arts is all. Listen, mixed martial arts, that doesn't count as sports. I don't watch football. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it's I don't watch baseball, basketball, anything. Well, I just watch fighting, and fighting is his own thing. And here, But here's what I have learned about you is that we sort of became pals on Twitter. Twitter pals. Yeah, I'm stoked. We're Twitter friends. Twitter works. <laughs> it does work. Twitter works. I have still never boned anybody off it, but today could be the day. Uh, well, well, loosen up Matt those uh, <laughs> loosen up those fight shorts. Oh, you're not wearing fight shorts. Those are called fight shorts? Is yeah, that a technical guess, term? Is yeah. that I actually, I'm, I'm in a Lady Gaga kick. My fight shorts are made out of bacon. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but but we you know we became twelve on Twitter and I was like hey this guy's funny like he's funny he watches G four he's got yeah. he's he's that definitely has he definitely has a nerd uh, nestled in those uh, rippling oh, I'm a nerd man full on nerd I'm a fighting nerd I can kick you in the face however I'm pretty nerdy I can also beat you in Modern As you're Warfare. you're falling to the ground, you'll talk about Star Wars? Yeah, something. <laughs> he yeah. will punch your face before he will scratch your iPad. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> That's true. But, uh, yeah, and so I just thought, wow, I, you know, we've never, we've never had anyone remotely uh, from from any kind of physical profession <laughs> on this on this podcast and uh, and I would I'm I'm so fascinated by the concept of USC like I yeah, understand yeah. I understand why it's it's super cool I just for whatever reason it's just rare that I that I ever watch yeah it. well the thing about it is, is it's kind of gotten this surge into popularity and and I do a show called bully beatdown oh we're gonna talk every about Thursday bully night at 11 every Thursday at 11 o'clock only on MTV MTV I've heard of them. I know but uh, uh, they, uh, yeah, I do this, uh, you know, that show that kind of is reaching out to everybody to go, hey, this is mixed martial arts. And basically mixed martial arts is just fighting, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's just a way of doing fighting in a way that's awesome. Like, uh, you know, the kickbox and wrestle and it's just a gentleman's street fight is all mixed martial arts is. And uh, it's kind of weird to that it, it has gotten so huge because my old man – when I started doing it, it was like, boy, you're a goddamn idiot. Go to computer school. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be a fighter, dad. And he's like, fight it. What? Nobody even does that. And, you know, nowadays it's like, 
instead of skateboarding, kids hang out at the fight shop. I you think know? you could have gone to computer school and in the yard by the dumpster behind computer schools, kick the shit out of people. Listen, bro, I was making, the reason my dad's in computer school is because I was like dorking out so hard and making doom levels. Like, it, like <laughs> I made doom levels. You made all, your own doom levels? Oh my God. All I did was drink Dr. Pepper and stay up all night and make doom levels for an entire summer. Well, how do you, how does a guy like who does that even occur to him like I might be able to beat the shit out of well, people? Well, no, I, I was already like... Well, he's murdering <laughs> monsters in doom. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would well. fight... It rarely translates, the, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I would fight all the time like I, in my neighborhood. Like I was like the tough guy. Where'd like, you grow up? Like uh, North Carolina nice. was, was where I was from at the time. Like I, I grew up on army bases all the time. Okay. So... You know, it's just crazy. You know, it was kind of like I was like in that weird, awkward age of like, I want to be a skateboarder. Oh, wait, no, I like video games. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And my dad, like, I got arrested one time, and my dad made me like, Go go to do a Tony Robbins book, like I swear to God, like he made me sit down. Did you awaken the giant within? Man, I awoken the giant within. <laughs> yeah, man, and my gums are not as big as his, but man, my heart is just as big. Yes, I, I was I was really pumped. On, like I, I was like I hated my dad at the moment, but all those exercises that you had to do inside of there. Like really, actually worked. Like I was like, oh damn it! I owe Tony Robbins a big pat on the back because <laughs> because one of the things you had to do was write what you're good at. You know, and I had got arrested for stealing wood to 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 build a skateboard ramp. That was my that was my. Big, I don't think any court really? would convict you. I know, no, I mean, no, come but on. there's really no doubt. And I was only 15, or yeah, I was only 15, and I had mastermind this plan. With all my like sixteen year old buddies, that sounds, like, that sounds like something that you would do I, in Victorian times, and they'd put you in a workhouse. I, hope, like. I, hoped, I hoped you were stealing the wood to build a real life Doom level. No, <laughs> I wish, man. Oh my god, uh, BFG nine thousand. Uh, I uh, was, you know, uh, we got arrested, and whatever, and I, I got, I didn't get in really trouble for it. But my dad put me in Miller boot camp. My dad is like a oh, like army sergeant. Like, oh shit! He was like infantry, third of the five hundred fourth infantry battalion. We are tank killers. Who up, motherfucker? Yeah, I can say motherfucker, right? Yes. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so he threw me in Miller boot camp where I had to wake up real early and like stand out at attention in the backyard and like he, he would like make your bed and I'll make my bed and then he's like tear the bed apart even though I made it perfectly and I, it's not good enough make it again now, like, oh my all, god were you like oh I just made that yeah, come yeah, on totally what was. are you doing yeah I was 16 come on so uh, or 15 and uh, so he's like whatever like uh, I had to do part of my training was like sit at a table all day long and like do this Tony Robbins crap but, and I had to make a list of things that I'm good at and I knew I was good at fighting like, yep. I knew I was good at fighting and and I knew I was good at making people laugh, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like, and it's so weird. Here I come, ten years later, I'm like being a comedian on MTV and freaking fighting people in Japan, kicking people in the head. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, hey, it worked out. Good job, Dad. You really damn. But I'm still gonna beat the shit out of you for the bed thing. Oh man, I beat the shit out of my dad a few times. So that's an epic. <laughs> oh man, we had some epic battles. So if you want me to get onto that story, I could go all day. Me my dad. <laughs> I mean, me and my dad gotten some knockdown dragouts. I I and uh, the lot man, cause cause my like he's like I said, he's in the army. Yeah, and it was kind of like. You got to be tough to be in my house, like right. that, that, that. Like, boy, you, you know, when you're a man, no, when you could kick my ass, you're a man. Let me just say, I would have died quickly yeah. in your dad's <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Well, my house is like different. It's like a redneck kind of angry guy. Let's get in a fist fight kind of, <laughs> kind of. You know, 
and my and to my dad since his job was to just to yell at young guys mm-hmm. when you're a teenager you're just another young guy for yeah. him to yell at yeah. so he's screaming at me and whatever and I'm like I'm not your I'm not in your fucking army like I'm like I'm army of one right here, baby. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of head button in, in that deal. You know, like a lot of coming up against each other. And he always said, you know, well, you can kick my ass. You're a man. And you know what happened when I kicked his ass? He was like, you got to get out of my house. <laughs> like, damn it, man. I finally beat him up. And now look what happens. I got I lost my free ride. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So I like, yeah, left the house at that point. And I, I, I did some homelessness for a while and was training to fight and learning how to fight all in my, in my like, you know, right after high school years. I just like zigzagged the country, going to different gyms to learn how to fight and living in their parking lots. And now, at this point, there's no, there's not really UFC to yeah, speak of. Yeah, there's UFC. Yeah, yeah. There See, is? now, there's a dark time for UFC and mixed martial arts in general where there was like, it was kind of a, almost illegal. Like, it was like, yeah. you know, because it, it's just the way the world works. Like, there's a hot button topic and the politicians jump all over it. Like, oh my God, ultimate fighting is bad. Like, we need to outlaw this. And it's like, why do you care that much? There's other stuff going on. It's the same thing. Gay marriage is wrong. Like, Listen, do you guys really care that who gives a damn? Oh, it's just to distract you from the real problems that that, that that's happening in politics, you know? Right. Like, oh, my God. Like, we don't want to look at, you know, it, I do the same thing. Like, when I have, like, uh, I write for Fight Magazine. Yeah. Like, uh, when I have an article due and I don't want to write it, I'll start texting chicks. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, baby, what's going on? Like, what's the point of that? Oh, to distract me from the real work that I have to do. You know, right, that's just right. the way America works. So I think I think ultimately what you're saying is that if politicians would text more chicks, yeah, that gay marriage would be legal as it should be, yeah. and uh, and there would be a lot there would be a lot better. You could have mixed martial arts inside New York State. Mi- mi- mixed martial arts in the schools. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's fascinating to me because I, um, I, 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 read, I read one of the Bruce Lee books and and just the sort towel of, of Jeet G- G- Kune Do? No, no, not that okay. one. It, I think it was Sorry. just. I, I don't think it was an autobiography. I think it was just. No, like, no that's his fighting book. That was his fighting book. Definitely Kune. not that Actually, book. Actually, if you read that book, that was like the beginning of mixed martial arts. If, if Bruce Lee didn't die, he we probably would have had MMA in the states a lot quicker. Well, that's that's what was so fascinating about yeah. it is that because like people who were traditional um, martial arts experts. Uh, look down on him because he was like, no, you have to use all of these different schools of thought and pull it all together. Yeah, he was progressive, but but the thing was sad because before he could really like pull that all together, boom, he's dead. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, he, you know, if you look early, he was doing grappling and he realized how important wrestling was, and I think he fought somebody on the set one time, like they they did oh, like really? a little sparring match, and a guy was a wrestler and just took Bruce Lee down, and he, Bruce Lee couldn't do anything, so he was like, wow wrestling is like important and now if you look at mixed martial arts and if you think about fighting in general most of a fight is wrestling because Mm -hmm. even look at boxing the rules are punch each other in the face Mm -hmm. okay and that's the rules but how many times around do you see the guys grab on each other and hold on to each other right difference is in a real fight you can throw the guy on the ground you know when when there's no rules against 
throwing the guy down, you can throw the guy down on the ground. I mean, I have a joke about it because my, my trainer, who is uh, I, I I have a trainer. I've had a trainer for many years because— You are in good shape. i got to say that. I, I appreciate that. And that is a high compliment coming yeah, from you. Yeah. And, and my, my trainer, by the way, when I told him that I was podcasting you today, he was like, I love that guy. <laughs> I good. love Bully Beatdown. He was like, I, I, Mayhem's great. You have to tell him that yeah. Tom says hi. So Tom says hi. Tom says hi. But— um, but, you know, he has that sort of Bruce Lee philosophy. So a lot of my training is, like, some days it's boxing, some days it's, you know, it's weight, some days it's yoga and stretching. Just, like, he, his philosophy is, you know, I want you to leave here feeling better than when you got here, which yeah. is so much better than most trainers who will be like, I'm going to fucking break you in half. Like, yeah. he, he really wants it to be, like, a holistic experience. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's, really, it's really fascinating. And, um, but uh, one of the things is that he, I, I did, tr- you know, do a lot of boxing training with him. But I have a joke about it in my act where I say, yeah, so now I know how to box sort of. So if I'm on a bar and someone shoves me, but then they hold up two mitts, yeah. I could hit those <laughs> mitts. But if that guy tackled me or started swinging back, like it's all you over. Know, like, you'd I be don't surprised. Know. If you, you know, you've been hitting pads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. If you do get in a bar fight, you'll be surprised that you will actually throw some punches like you throw up in the – in, in the practice room, yeah, and all of a sudden you'll hit somebody good. Like I've seen people, <laughs> I've seen I've seen people shocked before. Like oh my god, like wow, that just happened. All, like, all, just I, all I know about all I know, there's two things that I know about actually punching someone in the face that I've learned from TVs and movies. Number one, it makes this sound. Yeah. <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two, uh, a lot of the time when nerdier people hit people, they are shocked at how much their hand hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't want to get in a fight because. I don't want to be like, yeah, punch. Oh, my hand. I just broke my hand in five yeah. places. Yeah, you know, if you're not used to punching, that's for sure, man. Like, your hand, like, I've seen big, tough dudes who, like, my, my buddy's a wrestler. Yeah. And he's a really great, fantastic wrestler, super athlete, like, super strong guy. Never used to punching or kicking. He looks ridiculous right now. His hands are all, like, blistered up from punching the pads, and uh-huh. his feet are all deteriorated. I'm like, wow, you are such a manly dude, and your feet <laughs> and hands are girly, you know, because you're not used to, it's like a certain amount of conditioning that, that it takes to, to get there. Is it, that, is it that thing from uh, Kill Bill? Yeah, yeah, you, you have, have to, to just punch, punch the board the, oh, over yeah. and over again? Oh, yeah. Let's just train right now. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Literally punching through the table with his fist. Okay, I'm getting tired. All right, yeah, I would I would have quit after half of that. Um, but uh, I I want to know like what when you first when you first started this journey of like okay I'm good at hitting people yeah. I'm good at getting in fights uh, did did you know like did did you subconsciously did you know like well I think I'm gonna go to MMA or you just kind of thought no no like, I knew no because because I had just heard about mixed martial arts like from from my friend yeah like, right before that all went down where I got arrested my mm-hmm. dad like made set me off. On like you better learn to do something with your life, like right. kind of thing, because uh, you're you're going down the wrong path. Uh, like right around that time was the time that I had heard about fighting and had like kind of experienced it. So it was in my mind that like, man, you know what? There's a definite avenue there, and if this this uh, ultimate fighting thing starts getting bigger. I can, you know, be a star in this. And know? how did you get involved? How did you get involved with USC? Man, it's just, you know, uh, like now I fight for Strike Force. So let me make that clear. Okay. The, the UFC is like the the way the leagues are set up. Mm-hmm. It's like the UFC has their fighters and keeps everyone tight on contract, and Strike Force has theirs and keeps everyone tight on contract. And it's weird. It's like a weird, I don't know, like they argumentative. You know, there's like, a politics. Yeah. Like whenever there's politics. money, there's politics. Like, damn yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, they, uh, uh, you know, at the time, like, I just was like, uh, as you 
any fighter, you have to kind of build your name. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just fought a million times, like, in these backwoods shows that were somewhere illegal. I fought here in California, an illegal show, like, at the Palladium. They had illegal fights and stuff that, you know, because there's no commission taking taking over it. Now, know, was this. that the one where Peter Parker showed up in sweatpants <laughs> no, and, and yeah. beat uh, Macho yeah, Man yeah. Randy it was Savage? About the, it was about the same I mean, same I mean, style. Bonesaw? Yeah, Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Bonesaw awesome. How awesome is it? Macho Man Randy Savage is in a movie like out of nowhere. Where is... I want to hang out with Macho Man. I think he has snapped into a Slim Jim. Well, I'm not 100% said, sure. Ever so. since the world lost Miss Elizabeth, he's been... Really oh, what? Miss Elizabeth's dead? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't know what that means. How fun was <laughs> <laughs> to be to smoke some weed with Macho Man Randy Savage. I just think like, not oh, as yeah. good as you think. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I picture him just to keep Although up that voice. An abundance of Slim Jims. I keep, I keep up. I just imagine him to keep up that voice, like during the day, just hearing him doing vocal exercise, like yeah. la 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 la. Yeah. I'm Macho Man Randy. Savage. That would kill your voice Ooh, after yeah. a while to talk like that. <laughs> to talk like you're shitting all the time <laughs> would be a tremendous strain on your voice. <laughs> A tremendous strain on your and voice. And on your rectum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if he was uh, he was trying to figure out what his voice was going to be, like his character voice, and he, he was in the bathroom, and he was like, I'll be out in a second. And they were like, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's fucking it. You got to run with that, macho man. Um, so, you know, so you're, so you're fighting in these, you're fighting, it also reminds me, like, one of my dad's favorite movies is a movie called Hard Times with Charles Bronson, and oh, okay. then Any Which Way But Loose yeah. with Clint Eastwood, which is all about those backwoods, you know, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Underground fight club? Underground fight clubs, nice. yeah, but like redneck. And Any Which yeah. Way But Loose, they're driving across the country and doing like redneck fight club. It's awesome. That's, man, I gotta watch so, that. So, that, so that's, that's what you're doing, basically, and what ages is that? Uh, I was like 18, 19, 20. Like, I was just a kid, like, going around. Like, I fought my first fight instead of taking the chick to the prom. Oh my god! I took her to my fight, which was cool because I wasn't going to prom anyway. I was a dork, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was like a freak kid, so I was like, whatever. I'm not going to the prom. Come watch my fight, and she watched my fight, and I won, and it was a weird experience to just be, you know, that young doing it. And then I just started skirting around the country and getting a fight where I could. And I love you your know, prom you, pictures; are just blood all over yeah, her dress. Yeah. And- oh, I, I, yeah, I think it was like. You know, I would just go around two hundred bucks here. Some some fights were like not, no money, yeah, and like just trying to make a name for yourself. You know? And oh my god, that's like it's just, you're basically talking about fight open mics. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally that. It's totally that. I see the parallel. I see the parallel between comedians because like I have so many comedian friends, and I I see that it's like oh well you got to pay your dues now. Yeah, like, you got to pay them now, and then hopefully you know boom you get you get that big break. But and that's what kind of what happened. I just kept fighting and fighting and showing people that I'm good at it. Then all of a sudden, you get like a call from like a slightly bigger show, and then the slightly bigger show, you they usually what happens is they bring you in there to get your ass kicked. Right. Like that's that. Oh, let's we need some knucklehead kid to to lose to our big star. You go in and beat their big star. Then all of a sudden, you get to be their star. You know, it's like you get built. And I built up in Hawaii like that. Like they brought me in to get my ass kicked by this guy. I went and beat him up, and then everybody was impressed. And then I just kept winning. So and uh, so eventually, what happens? Like someone from like Strike Force sends yeah, out a Strike they Force send out a scout out. or something, yeah. and they see you fight, and they're well, like, it's hey. not a scout. It's an internet man. The internet age. You know, they have everyone has posts on the internet. Like, oh, there you go. Here's. Let's grab this guy off there, and because the MMA really survived uh, through a dark time, because when it was all illegal, internet like 1998, 99, mm-hmm. 97, 98, 99, all internet. Like we were just on the internet. Like everybody was like talking about fights 
I via love this. Websites. I know. Pugilistic nerds. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's the nerds that kept it alive, you know? So I, I kind of, I, I think it, I'm stoked on that. But now, we don't need you anymore, nerds. <laughs> we got TV. That's <laughs> you got. T- you still need the nerds. Yeah, you still need I'm the nerds. You guys are the. You guys are like the T one thousand nerds. Yeah. You're like the next. The next generation <laughs> yeah. model of like they can fight and they can well, use the internet. Uh, the T eight fifty was yeah. Arnold in the second movie. He was the T eight hundred in the original movie. Thank you for correcting me. I'm just saying. No, it was. Uh, it was. Listen, and then yeah. the T one thousand obviously is the next evolution of that. Your pedantic nature is is entirely uh, I would think appreciated. Playing a Skynet tech, you would know the. <laughs> Oh, yeah. How do you not know that? Wait, you were in you were Skynet Tech? I was in Terminator 3. I was in Terminator yes! 3. Yeah, I know. You probably wouldn't recognize me, though, because I was about 40 pounds heavier. Nice. Um, but it's not important. <laughs> Technically, you never saw me die. Maybe they should have brought me back for a salvation. But I agree. Um, from what I heard about Terminator Salvation, I, I feel I like I may have dodged a bullet. Terminator Salvation was not that bad. Was it? I didn't see it. It was not that bad. You went back in time and told 12 year old Matt Meyer there would be a Terminator uh, 4 and you would not go see it. You know who would have to go back in time and tell you that? A Terminator. Because oh they have God. the power to travel yeah. back in time. So they're wasting their time with I know. They're I way just back can't in. wait to stand in that cube all naked. It's, that, you know, that, that's, awesome. the ones, that, that's the ones where they're trying to make a living, like Terminator Graham, and they go back in time to <laughs> <laughs> deliver a message to your you're younger gonna, self. You're going to see Terminator <laughs> Salvation. Yeah. Are you going to kill me? Nah, it's, no, uh, you could tip me, though. You could tip me. It's, Come with me the, if you want to live the, the and see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the future's expensive. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's fascinating. I, I like. I love this idea. Uh, you know, listen. I, 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 what fascinates me about UFC yeah. is that, at least from an, a, an outsider's perspective, it, is it, it seems to have, you know, like I don't. How much crossover is there between like WrestleMania and uh, and and <laughs> boxing fighting. and UFC? Like yeah. UFC seems to have the theatricality yeah. elements of wrestling, but you know, the more. Uh, you know what? Honestly, the UFC <laughs> does that less. Strike. The, when I fight in Japan, you have got you got to look at what I do in Japan. In Japan, because I fight in Dream in Japan, which is like the big organization. It's like the UFC in Japan. Okay, and then like they're on like normal television over there, like TBS. It's called. It's, I don't think there's normal television. Well, no, yeah, man. <laughs> in Japan, you think that it's like oh super high tech, and they have like six hundred channels. They got like nine channels that everybody watches and over crazy there. Crazy. Yeah, they're all yeah they're wacky game shows and whatnot, and it's really I mean it's cool. It's a different world out there. I, I love Japan. Uh, and, and it's like nerd heaven out there. And uh, they, uh, so I'm on the normal television broadcasting. I do every, before every fight, a giant like dance number. Like I have like, I have like always like wow. six, six like girls in Japanese schoolgirl uniforms and like we're doing a dance and like before <laughs> I go to the ring. Like that's theatrics. Like that's theatrics. Now America, are these girls centrally, are they sexually assaulted by tentacles? Nah, man, I wish. Listen, as, as if anybody, I had some tentacles, as, as, they any, would be as, assaulting as, as hentai has led me to believe. I know. Man, I love that. What is that? A, a tokadori? What is that movie called? I know what movie you're talking about. There's one movie in particular where where it's all about those tentacles. Well, there was there, there was there was I, when I was a, when I was a kid, um, we had passed around this tape called uh, Urotsuki Doji. Urotsuki Doji, Demon yeah, City, right. Demon City, and that's that's what it was. These yeah. de- these demons would basically 
like have sex with these young girls, Man, and, and then awesome. and then the girls would explode. Yeah, well, of course. And uh, well, and then uh, and then some tentacles would fuck some other purple people. tentacle, purple tentacle dicks fucking <laughs> a chick. Like I was like, what? Are we? Are you kidding it's me? Hyperbole. I'd love yeah. to see like a Woody Allen hentai, like like a tentacle that like a tentacle creature that that second guessed itself a lot, and it was like. I don't know. I mean, I should be raping this girl, but I just, uh, I, yeah, I feel like. I can put Cindy in it. And, uh, That's Bully Beatdown, Thursdays at 11 on FTV. <laughs> I just want to attach this together. Maybe I guess. the uh, Japanese businessman starts dating his stepdaughter. Yeah. I, I don't know what happens. She's a much younger girl. She's in a schoolgirl outfit. Kind of happened. Kind of happened in real life. Kind of happened. Woody Kinda. Allen's life actually was, uh, it was my, a hentai porn. All my clarinet performances. <laughs> but uh, but this, is, this is really fascinating. But, but but what I love about the parallels between, I feel like there's a lot of parallels between what you do and, and the life of a comedian. No, it's, look, listen, uh, the life of a comedian is strikingly similar because we're both strikingly artists. Strikingly get it? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we're both artists. Like, that's that's the root of it. We're, we're artists. Traveling and, artists. Yeah, you have to, like, practice your craft and go and learn from better people. And, like, you hang out, you know, the more you are like immersed in that mm -hmm. the the more stage time you get the better you get at it you sure know? and the, like and like when you bomb and you realize that the worst thing that's going to happen is that you bomb and you're okay I mean it's the yeah. same time you for the first time you get the shit well, kicked out of yeah, you and, but you, and you live through it terrible man I've seen you know I've seen guys it doesn't, go it doesn't up feel great and get like just like no reaction from the audience and I'm like ooh that's got to <laughs> feel like shit you know and at the same time like like if you go in and get kicked in the face you're like wow that felt like shit <laughs> <laughs> you know? That really did, and here's the physical proof: the scarring uh, yeah. where my my uh, eye blew up. At least you don't get that. Mo if you're lucky, you will not have that. Will not happen in a comedy club. Someone will not kick you in the face. <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> but what do you do? You know, like so for a comic, if you're if you're bombing, you 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 just have to learn to adjust really quickly. And yeah. I think that is another. But that's another part of MMA that is fascinating to me is that you know you go up against guys with styles that might yeah. be necessary might be unpredictable. Yeah. So what do you do if you're in the you know, like what do you do when you're in the ring and all of a sudden you're like oh, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me? Yeah, no, you got to make a make a change. Like I I've done it where I've done it both ways. Like where I kick the guy's ass in the first round mm -hmm. and I was like ha ha like man that was so easy and then the guy makes an adjustment. In the second round, and he comes out and starts whooping my ass. Like, oh my god, I'm getting my ass kicked right now. And then I go back in, the, in between the round. I survived the round barely. Like, I was like, oh my god, he's beating my head in right now. And I went back to the corner, and my my my. And before I even, because my coach had said in the second round, he's gonna come out crazy right now. He's gonna come out and throw punches. I was like, yeah, whatever. And I sat down, and then he bombed on me the whole second round. I went back to the corner, sat down, and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and to my coach, and he's like, you idiot, I told you he's going to go. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I went out there, beat him up, and 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 made the adjustment, took him down, submitted him, you know, and, uh, like, you have to make those adjustments in real time. That's what's beauty. That's like the beauty of the sport. So no, it's, it's, like, it's like it's like a real live double dragon. Basically, yeah. it just it's like the most accurate <laughs> depiction of what that what those, like ga what a, those like games. What those games were. Comedian has a closing act. Do you have a do you have a closing move? You like yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I like to jump on a dude's back and choke his neck off. But there you, go. you know, if I can't there get there, I would like no. to do that too. Like I'm less likely. It's, I'm like less, it's like the cracker barrel bit. The choking. I, what I want to know what's going on. Like, what's good? Are are you? 
how aware do you become in the fight? Like, you know, like when it slows down, like that when it slows down to Spider-Man time, where yeah, yeah. you can, where everything just really slows down and you're focused on the fight. Like, what what is going through your head? Are you thinking no. at all, or are you just reacting? Man, I'll I will tell you the truth. I, like, I'll be in there, and I, I feel like I'm kind of like driving a robot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just in there playing a video game. Like, I feel like I'm outside myself, uh-huh. watching myself, kind of, and I could tell like. Sometimes the robot doesn't have enough steam in it or something. I have to recharge for a second. I could it's like weird, I, like a disassociative, you know, like I pulled myself back out of it mm-hmm. and I'm fight in there fighting. And uh I don't know, uh, the the other thing is like weird stuff like She's a cold-hearted snake. Oh, look into her <laughs> eyes. Uh-oh. That's going and I'm like, what the hell? Mind? Like, I'm like, yeah. And one time I got slammed on my head real hard. The guy picked me up and slammed me. I was like, whoa. And, like, like I kind of went blanked out for a second. And then I heard my mom, like, <laughs> going, Jason, come up the stairs. And I was like, imagine myself 12 years old running up the stairs. And then I came back. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm fighting right now. Like get get get, get with it right now. That what kind of cinematic shit really happens? Yeah. Oh my god. No, no. And I will think weird songs out of nowhere. Or like I'll just think the weirdest. <laughs> cold hearted snake would make me want to hit someone snake. really hard. Why? I'm like, why did I just think Because it, it makes you snake. angry. It makes you want to kill guess, someone. Right? Because it's not a good song. I know. Paul Abdul. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I I would always have wanted to just because I want to talk for a second about bully beatdown. Okay. Because I mean I I, I did get uh, I, I it's not it's not like I got necessarily punched in the face a lot when I was a kid but you know like I you was get in, punked it's, I I, it's... I got you know I got stuffed in trash cans and like knocked down and you know because I you know I brought D and D books to school and I was in chess club and oh, I was always playing chess before during lunch and after school and and so you know I mean I I, I was really prime fodder for yeah and, and I was also very small I did not I I was like four foot ten until my sophomore year of high school damn and so it was very easy to knock me around uh, and and naturally as I got older I always I always kind of wanted in my mind I wanted to go back and like I wish I could have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you know tell tell me a little bit about bully beatdown I think down. that's the universal appeal of bully beatdown is that I think a lot of like everybody pretty much has have dealt with bullying in some you know manner and I you mean, can't everybody. always reason with a bully I've exactly. talked I've been able to talk my way out of it sometimes by uh, yeah I think it has a universal appeal because of that and and you know I, I, when you put a guy who's used to punking everybody and you put him against a dude his same size mm-hmm. who really knows how to fight who really knows the 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 art of physicality mm-hmm. you know man the guys get humble real quick you know and and i mean that's what bully beatdown does it's like we humble out the bully now does that is that does that is that humbling Good in the long term, or does that does that pack more rage into the bullies? Well, I you know I think it's good in the long term because you know I'm putting on national television. You know, like <laughs> I'm like, hey guys, look, this this can happen to you too. You know, you th- the I actually I gave on the first episode of the season, I I I fought the bully, and I gave kind of a after school special speech right after the fight. Like I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, really, and I gave like the breakdown, like. It's not right to beat up someone just because you can. Right. There's always somebody out there who's bigger and meaner and badder than you are, no matter what. It's always like that. So, you know, I'm just like, why can't I be awesome and you be awesome too? Like, let's just. That is a nice message. Isn't it? And that's one to grow on. Exactly. That would be. So you so you fought the bully. I assumed you uh you I you probably didn't destroy him. You probably just I was I was like embarrassed him, nice to him, but yeah, I like gave him like I was I was uh surgical <laughs> with how I 
I did it. Where did you find a bully that was the size of you? Yeah, I know. He's a 200-pound dude. That was a big dude. He was like a knucklehead. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was in there. I I, I just let him – I kind of let, let him play and – little bit. I let him punch me in the face to show him, okay, come on, punch me in the face. You know, he punched me, and then I just gave him, like, a good this one and that one, and he just fall down, you know. And, and I, you know, I, I just wanted to get the message across that, you know, the fighting thing, it, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's your attitude. It's your mindset. You know, and, and I think it's good for the younger audience to, to really realize that, that it's not – it's not cool, you know what I mean? It's not cool to bully the guy. There's nothing. There's nothing great about about that. And I think that you know, with this kind of wave of what we're seeing now, like everybody's, it's a hot button topic right now: bullying, bullying in the schools. Well, I think when you go back and look, like when I look, when I go back and look at the dudes. I mean, I went to, you know, I went to grade school in Tennessee, and I think when you go back and look at a lot of those dudes who were bullies, what you would probably uncover is that they had pretty miserable home lives, yeah. and like to the point where. You know, if you did, if you could go back in time and be like, "Now nah, I'm going to kick your ass, bully," but then you sort of, uh, you sort of opened up the, you know, like you went down the rabbit hole of what their lives would be. You'd probably be really yeah, sad. You'd be, sad you'd be them, really yeah. sad and be like, "All right, I don't approve of what you're doing, oh, but I understand uh, uh, it." The sh- great, oh, man, a great show, Louis C.K. show. It's incredible. Great. Uh, oh, the, the, the bully, bully, the bully one? episode. Yes, the bully episode. He follows the bully home, and what? His parents are bullying him. They're, like it's, and it gets the rolls down the circle of life. It is. Uh, uh, I, we don't have to pay. No, we shouldn't have no, to pay royalties for these. Those are fine no, songs. Um, yeah, the, we're and then not he, making money, Chris. And then he goes, uh, <laughs> "Don't have to pay." Why do you always remind me I'm that? Just um, <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that scene where Louis is sitting on the porch with the father, who's just. It's clear, like the mother's a psychopath, yeah. and uh, and the father's just like I-, I don't know what to do. And yeah. that's what I love about Louis' show is that it's it's just a thing that he had to get out, and it didn't have to be nonstop. You know, now we're gonna end with a joke. Like it was oh. it was a it was a very special episode. No, I thought that episode was hilarious. Somebody said like, oh, you got have you didn't see the bully episode? I'm like, huh, no, not yet. And I downloaded it, but I haven't watched that it. That kid they cast as the bully, but like great. he just had the most hateful bully it was face. Great. Yeah. I was like, damn, this little kid is making me mad. Like I want to punch him in the face right now. But but yeah, but that I mean that uh, man, Lucy K, that was a damn good show, man. It's a great show it and it's coming it? back for a second season. Well, uh, who what other comics do cuz obviously you 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 seem like a little bit of a comedy nerd. Yeah, no, I'm a comedy nerd for sure. I I mean, dude, I I heart Chris Hardwick because I, I, I was I'm serious like I was like uh, when you you dropped off TV like I was all stoked on you when on the damn uh, singled out oh I was, nice like, I was like yeah wow this guy's funny like I was like I want to be like him when I grow up and what then, and then uh, but then uh, you know you and then you kind of I was like. As I was like out there, it didn't matter. I didn't have a TV anyway. I was freaking homeless. <laughs> so I, yeah, I didn't even know ever know if you're on TV. And then when you like recently, you come back and had all this like. I'm like, man, Chris Hardwick's on TV again. I'm, I'm all stoked. But but I have like you know, to me, comedy is such an awesome art. You know, like and and I think it it it's it's so great and 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 kind of underappreciated. Like people don't really realize that. The fact that I'm making you laugh is artistic. Like it's like there's a there's like technique to to all of it, and then people just go, "Ha that's funny." Ha ha. But then if you if you hang out with comedians, you see that there's like this fine tuned thing to it, you know. And before oh, yeah. my fights, I'll I like watch comedy and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. What do you like to time. watch? Uh, I like Rogan, man. Joe Rogan is so funny, man. He, he like he has like this perspective of, of I think that a lot of a lot of uh, men at this. This time in 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 uh, America, 
uh, feel. You know what I mean? Like uh, I like his stuff. Who else do I? Like? I like Rogan. I you know I we we've traded tweets about coming. We've traded tweets. It sounds so weird. God, uh, we we that we sounds we, sexual. For it some does. Reason. We 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 swap tweets yeah. with our mouths. <laughs> um, he uh, I, I, we've been talking about getting him on the show. He's a he's a genuinely good dude. Like yeah, I, I really like Joe. Oh, I'll get him on the show for he's my friend. He'll cut. Yeah, I'll be, make him. I'll go. Yo, if you don't come on Chris Wardle's <laughs> podcast, I will break your face. Oh my God, I would love to. You know, we need to set up like a. There was a movie in the early '80s called My Bodyguard. Like I think it oh, might have been yeah. Matt Dillon's first movie. We need to set up that kind of uh, relationship between you and me because I notice what happens is sometimes when you retweet something that I say on Twitter, yeah. I get a couple responses from from uh, some some USC fans, very yeah. cool, very smart dudes. Other ones, maybe not so much. Why? What did they say? Oh, just a lot of stuff like you're a stupid piece of shit. You know, like <laughs> really, like, like some of the, some of the some of the guys. You know, it's always like. Like if I see like a if I see like a dude who's in shape and he's wearing like the UFC gear, yeah, I'm like, exactly. okay, I get it. Tap out shirt. You can tap out shirt. Yeah, but yeah. when you see when you see like some some doughy dude who's uh, you know like with his like, eyebrows are growing together and he's wearing the tap out shirt, I'm like, you do look pretty tapped out. Yeah. You, you, you mayonnaise pasty. <laughs> sack of ranch dressing. Employee. Did you ever see that one? No. He what? Had, at Target, apparently, you can just wear any red shirt. Yeah, you, want. you wear a red shirt. And there was a guy that had a red tap out shirt. Nice. And this crazy muffin top. Nice. <laughs> so I, just, <laughs> I took the picture. I made sure I cropped his face up, but I took the picture and I tweeted it. That was the one that got on the front page of Twitter. Oh, yeah. that's gorgeous! That guy's. I was awesome. like, apparently, Target's uh, wear any red shirt policy has gone too but far. But I, but you know, but that's what's so fascinating to me is that because you can't, you know, you can't ever control, you know, who's gonna who's gonna consume the stuff that that you put out there, and I'm sure. In as much as you try to put the message out there, like it's not cool to just go around and punch people in the face, you know, yeah. willy nilly, just because you can, and because you know, there, you know, there should be a certain art to it. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure you still have some people that might come up to you and be like, "Yeah, you, I beat the shit out of this kid the other day," and you're like, "Dude, that's not the, that's not the point of this." Uh, I, no one ever does that to me now because they, they understand that my whole deal is you know, a stance away from that. Like, no, it's not cool to punk people. But it's cool. You know what's cool is going in and and competing against somebody in 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 my sport. Mm-hmm. If you can go in and compete and you learn the art and you train hard, well yeah, then you deserve some respect to fight somebody in in a fair fight. Yeah. But fighting somebody who picking on somebody is ridiculous. Like it, I think that I think the young guys know that and don't Twitter to me that they beat up somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> At Mayhem Miller. Dude, I beat up my brother. I he weighs eighty pounds less than me, but it was awesome. Arm bar. It was not awesome arm bar. Yeah. Armbar. It was not awesome at all. Yeah. Uh, so so what's it so what's it like for you now? I mean like you people You've genuinely like people know who you are. You made a name for yourself. I like like no, I get paparazzoed sometimes. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Like really? Like, bro, I will punch you in the face. You think you Sean know? Penn punches a camera? I hard. know, right? I will knock your freaking. I will lens punch down through Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah, through your camera. Yeah, but no, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a, a strange thing because now I'm MTV guy and like weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like I because you know before it's just mixed martial arts fans. Yeah, where they're like. You know, whatever. But now I've elevated to the strange status of like TV guy. So I don't know. It, it, it's definitely weird. It's different. That's for sure. I love it. It's just sort of like watching, like watching so many of my friends from comedy who were just embraced by comedy nerds. Yeah. And now we're just popping now, like you know, like like Patton Oswalt or you yeah. know, 
Or, Paul F. Tompkins. Or Paul F. Tompkins. That guy's awesome, too. Ta- Paul hilarious. is amazing. Right? Like That's he, one of my favorite co- comedians, man. You know, you, you, watch, you watch Patton and Paul, and every time you see those guys, yeah. they will have a new, like, 20 minutes. You're like, I when know. did you fucking write I that? Know. It sounds polished. I know. I'm always stoked when I see that they can write that quick, you know? It is. It's, it's really amazing. But it, but it really comes down to, and I'm sure you kind of feel this, too, it, it, it really comes down to... You know, just being comfortable with who you are, figuring out what your point of view is. Yeah. And as as a as a UFC fighter, do you no. do you feel like I? You must feel like you. I have a fighting point of view. I have a fighting style. Did you was that organic? Yeah, did yeah. you develop that, or did but you? But I also have like I can't help it. Like the my point of view is kind of like real guy, smartass. Like just like I I'm really like kind of lower middle class. Like this is me. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I'm who I am kind of deal and I think that people think that's hilarious because there's a lot of people out there there's this giant middle class that goes yeah I think the same way you do you know and I feel like oh cool Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes like around my age who feel the same way I do so when I say something like funny everyone cracks up or when I make like something but you know now that I've had this MTV thing I have like weird like Fans that like I made a fat girl joke and oh my goodness like the, all the fat girls on my Twitter lost their mind like like they were so angry that I made a fat girl joke I was like come on it's it was just a joke some of my best sister is fat <laughs> yeah you can't you have to be uh, you know in, 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 like when you when you get into the public eye the, the at least I'm told I'm not saying I am but at least I'm told that you you have to learn. To become a little bit more of a politician in oh, some you ways, you can't where say retard. You can't. You're not. It's not. People don't Which, appreciate to that. To me, word. like I don't even think. Whenever I have said the word retard, I never think of like, like somebody with Down syndrome. Well, that's the I thing. I always think a dude who is wearing a tap out shirt at Target. <laughs> you know, like that's what I think. You well, know? I never it. think anybody. I never. Uh, can but I take I, that back? Yeah, we we'll take it back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it, it is interesting. Uh, it is interesting how on on Twitter or just you know the social network that you know we're at a time now where you get instant feedback for stuff for stuff that you say. And you know, you think twenty years ago, people would just spout off stuff, and then maybe they would get some blowback oh. from it. You know, but now it's just that now because you're seeing it all in real time, real time, it's shocking that that it's it, it puts you in a position where you have to become more aware, yeah. where you just you just have to become more aware. And you know, truthfully, I don't like. I feel bad if. You know, if I if I say something and then someone writes me an email and says, you know, this really upset me because I'm having this personal experience, and then I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm a dick. Yeah, I'm I so felt sorry. super guilty about the fat girl tweet because I was like, oh, sorry guys, I didn't know that. Like, you wouldn't think that was funny. Like, right? It's, it was funny. Come on. Uh, but then I was like, well, what am I doing now? Now I'm like getting into the territory of I gotta like watch every joke that I make. Well, because what happens is you get very comfortable. Because listen, I don't. I think anyone who says that they do not make inappropriate jokes in the privacy of their own home with their immediate friends and family circle is pr- is lying. Yeah. You know, like everyone. And the reason that we make inappropriate jokes is because it's fun. Yeah. It's fun it's to sort of rebel against. Yeah, yeah, it's not funny. You don't really mean the thing you're saying. Yeah. There's an irony to it where it's more the idea of like. This thing I'm saying is really awful and it's naughty. I mean, like that's what a lot of, no. like that that sort of taboo aspect is, you know, like what a lot of what a lot of comedy stems from. Yeah. So I totally understand it, but it's just that, you know, when when you have a large number of people listening to what you're saying, it becomes more difficult to to say the stuff that you would say to your friends and family because not everyone knows you on a personal level and they don't know that like, oh, mayhem, he's not real. Hardwick, they're not. They don't really mean that stuff. Yeah. Like they just they see what you're saying at face value and go like. 
hey man, you're fucked up. And you're like, ah, shit, no. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big cock. Yeah. I'm a big cack. Uh, so what's, are you, what season of, uh, there's a third season, yeah. Third so season? Third season, so I mean, it's, it's legit now, like, you know, and it's crazy to, to see it have taken off so, so wild, because I, I kind of was like, I did the pilot, like, just give me my pilot money and I'm going to Vegas. Right. Like that was I didn't I didn't care. You know, I was like, I don't care. I'm I'm fighting in Japan. I like mm-hmm. fighting in Japan. And I, I don't even give a damn about TV. But then once I saw how fun it was and saw then I got like a feeling of the crew, like everybody was cool. I was like, Oh, the crew is cool as hell. Like, oh, well, now everybody's relying on me to make the show good. <laughs> like, ah, oh, then I was like, had a, like a little tension. Like, oh my god, I gotta actually learn my lines. Was there any part of it where you were able to, were you were you able to cross train in the sense? Were you able to use disciplines from what? you from from your from fighting? Yeah, from, from oh, absolutely. I mean, look, if, uh, to me, it's all fighting. The entire entire your entire life is fighting because everything you do, like if you are trying to you know go pass the driver's license exam it's the same thing as as okay i have to use my techniques i have to train this jab cross hook mm-hmm. jab cross hook jab cross hook i do this over and over again over and over again then when the moment is right in the fight i have to use that mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you know if you have to remember to to leave two car links in front of you uh, <laughs> on the freeway you you have to put the answer the test you know sure and, it, and and everything in life is like that you know you have to you know for your comedy you write your bits you rehearse them you think them in your head you do you sharpen them to the perfect way you can make everybody laugh and then you execute yeah you know it's it, to me life is a big fight. I, I have i i absolutely feel like it's you know i have a fight a friend once who said uh you know in life there are there are scrappers and there are floaters yeah in the sense that some people you know, some some people it just sort of seems like, oh my god, they just got that job, they just got that thing, yeah. they just got that you know that girlfriend. Like everything seems to come very easy to them, and they seem very relaxed. Other people are scrappers, and I feel like that's the category I fall into. Yeah. Like, you know, my, the beginning of my career was very floaty. I I fell into this MTV job. It was very sweet, and yeah. then after that was over, I didn't work for a lot of, for quite a few years, and. And I felt like I had to fucking scrap. Like, yeah. I feel like I am nonstop trying to punch through this You're goddamn tree. Cinderella story, baby. <laughs> oh, because you know what, though? I mean, a lot of people, to me, you're awesome. Here's why you're awesome. Oh, I love it. It's because uh, a lot of people in that position, you got in that, that show, like, a while back. Man, you could have just blipped off into Nowhereville. Like, oh, yeah, you did that show. That, that sort of happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah but no, but you, damn... You're talented, and you worked your ass off, and now you're back in this, like, you're Mr. Cool guy again. <laughs> I don't know so, about that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you're Mr. Cool nerd guy. Okay, you're okay, the nerdist. Okay, okay. So, okay, so okay. Like, you've, I'll like, got your place in, 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 in entertainment society of, hey, I'm this guy. Boom. I'm right here. And, you know, I, I think that, like, you deserve it because you worked your ass off. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love the, the, the thing that's so fascinating to me is that the the majority of my life i completely rebelled against you know physical a- anything that that was more physical in in terms of sports in terms of fitness you know i always rebelled against that cuz i was like yeah that's that's a whole fuck those guys they're meatheads yeah. then i started training with this guy my my friend tom like 5 years ago and this the weirdest thing happened which is that and he said this would happen but i just couldn't understand it until it was actually happening and I hope I don't sound like too much of a jock when I say this but 
but you learn things about yourself when through fitness. Like yeah. you learn lessons about your life when you're training yeah. and how to push through boundaries. You 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 learn you learn who you are more as a person from a physical level that you can then take and apply to yeah. emotional things and to non-physical things. And I feel like I learned so much about myself just from just from regularly exercising, yeah. and I never I would have thought that was a huge pile of bullshit yeah, before. Yeah. So it's it is it is really fascinating to me. Yeah, mind body connection, man. It's it's a weird. thing. It really is because yeah. for what for what you do, I mean, I hope people appreciate that it's not that your life isn't just you know stepping in a ring for however long you're in there and you know beating the shit out of someone or getting punched. It's like the majority of your life is spent in preparing for that, and that is a fucking incredible my, amount of my, discipline. Yeah, my last fight was two minutes, you know, like two minutes, and my friend's like, man, you didn't even work. Like, you didn't even have to, you didn't break a sweat. I'm like, man, listen, the, the last six weeks before this, all I've been doing is hiding in my damn Orange County house, training and training. Yeah. That's my entire life is just working out punching somebody and that's it I'm like uh, all day long I'm fighting dudes who are super tough like my friends they're my friends and and I'm like trying to fight them with all my might every Monday Wednesday Friday with with 16 ounce gloves on and we're just beating each other because I'm trying to get better and better so that that way when the fight comes it's an easy fight mm -hmm. you know and that's what happened like I, I beat the guy in two minutes but I, the, no one sees Hours and hours. hours and on top of that, let's not even go there. Let's go before that. The years and years that I spent like training and training and training. Because it, it, it feels good to go in there, beat the guy up two minutes and get a hefty paycheck. But that hefty paycheck came from years and years and years of that's, getting punched in the that's face. That's really funny you say that. You know, Rob Zombie said it to me once, like, right? I, I was like, yeah, I mean, like. You know, being a being a music guy is pretty awesome. You know, it's like you get all this money or whatever. whatever. And he was like, yeah, but... But when you average out like the fifteen years right. that we were making zero dollars, exactly. you know, it sort of kind of starts to average out a Doesn't little bit. It? And you're like, that's totally right. Know. I'm like every time because I, I remember I was like at a party and like I was oh no I was at a crazy like pool party and like, I had these two chicks like sitting on and like in the jacuzzi like holding on to me and like I was like yeah I'm I, the man right now. I, I don't know what like, that's I felt like. Kinda, <laughs> I felt kind of like the man right now and like some dude went man you're a lucky guy and I was like. I'm not lucky. <laughs> like, I, I made this happen. Like I like I was begging for this to happen because I was just living in my van outside of the Huntington Beach Ultimate Training Center for a year. I lived outside of the gym and I never even saw what a bed looked like. I slept on the mats. And the guy was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I yeah. and like, "Whoa, dude, that was a lot of information all at once out of a jacuzzi." The girls all ran outside. The girls are crying. Yeah. Like, right. Where did everyone go? Oh shit, my bad. No, but I, I, you know, I, I had, I had a therapist once tell me because I was complaining about. I like, need to go to therapy. You sorry. know, it's, it's, you know, therapy. I, I feel, I, I, I support therapy because I feel like it's brain training. It's the same way you train your body. You know, you. I feel like it's important to have a therapist, even if you don't feel like you're fucked up, because yeah. I think people need an outlet. They need someone that they can talk to for an hour a week or or whatever, it, that that where they can completely be selfish, where yeah. the other, you know the other person will not judge you. You just, you need to get that shit out. Like it's important to work through that stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that. I'm telling you, it's will it will that. it will it just it helps give you a bird's eye view. You know, for someone who. For someone who you know, like like sees the the mind body connection and trains your body so hard, yeah. I feel like 
I feel like it's good, even if you don't feel like you have problems, just to have someone once a week. Because, you know, what happens is you get in relationships and, you know, you don't want to make your friends or your your significant other or your therapist where you just complain oh, all the yeah. time. I mean, I do that and it sucks for my girlfriend, so sure. I have a therapist. But, um, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, what I was going to say is that um, I said to a therapist, oh, man, this other person... You know, when you start doing comparative, like, oh, that other guy seems to have it so easy, he's so lucky or whatever. And she was like, no, 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 no. You make your own luck. Yeah, yeah. You make your own you luck. So, like, sometimes flukes can happen. Oh, for sure. But you make your own luck. And if you're going to stay on top in any field, you have to be dedicated to your craft. And, and what I you're think doing. that in general, in life, if you, if you, like, keep your nose to the grindstone and, like, don't worry about them. Like, that, that, that's the hardest thing to do because, like, I, I have buddies, like, all he's worried about is what that guy's getting. Yeah. If you just, like, kind of, like, keep your nose down and just keep working and try to be the best you, then all of a sudden things get easier for you. Yeah. And you're not spending excess energy worrying about whoever else is – whatever else is happening. Yeah. I mean, there. you know what? There is a there is a finite economy of energy. And yeah. and you, you can't focus – you can only focus on one thing at a time. And you can't focus on what other people are doing and focus on your own thing at the same time and get better. So, yeah. yeah and, of course, you know, in, in, in acting or comedy in the entertainment business because there's – is there a lot of insecurity in the – like, do you, do you see – a ton of insecurity. Fight? Yeah. The fight business? Hell yeah. The guys are <laughs> so, so interesting. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's so weird. You see like a ridiculous amount of insecurity. Like the guys, I'm like, these big tough dudes are really scared little boys. Like that's <laughs> what it is. You know, and that's what that, you know, you can see it. You can see it happening, you know, and and I feel really weird about it. I, I feel really weird like saying that because I'm like, dude, you are supposed to be tough and, you know. It's just one of those things. I guess everybody has their insecurities, you know, and and, and whatever. But you know, the, even the tough guys, it, it comes out some which way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, we're still all emotional creatures. We're I mean, all it's like, like, remember when you used to think there were grownups? <laughs> I know. You know, like Rogan has a bit, whole bit on it. Like, remember you thought there were grownups, and I'm like, he's totally right. Like, yeah. I'm like, because I remember thinking, oh, they, this guy has all the answers. Like right. Somebody has all the answers. And I think your dad knows everything. And then right. one day you're like, "Oh, my dad's just like a dumb dude, just like me." And you know? that, and that's that's a that's a weird moment in anyone's life when you because I think it really it 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 almost puts mortality in your face. Doesn't like it? like when you when you when you really have that moment of clarity of like. My parents were just two people who fucked and had a kid, right? and they were they and that's it. Like they're not you know yeah. like to. Maybe on a certain biological level, we're pre-programmed to think they have all the answers, so we yeah. don't like wander off yeah, exactly, as kids. Yeah. But yeah, it's really scary that now we are. You know, I was bitter at my old man a lot, like for a while, because like he would whoop my ass, and like I, I like I we butted heads all the time, whatever. But then I like realized that like he, they he had me at twenty, and I'm like, wow. yeah. So I'm like, it's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid having a kid. So I'm like. What the hell? I, I'm trying to think me right now. At, I'm damn near 30. Yeah. I'm thinking, what if I had a little damn 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid? Like, right. I would be out of my mind. Like I'd be like, what do I do with this little <laughs> bastard? You know? And he's 10 and he's like starting to ask me about boners and stuff. Like I'm like, what do I do? You know? Like, well, I don't even know what to say. You tell him that boners are shameful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when he can beat you up, he's a man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So what's next, man? What are you are you traveling a lot? Uh, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I'm, tra- I'm traveling a lot. Man, I'm doing like I'm going over to uh I'm going over to do a wrestling camp 
now. Like I'm going to go wrestle with my buddy, um, but also I'm going to stop on the way and go hunting with my dad. What? Yes. Yes. And it's great because that, like I dating this chick who's like totally into animals and she's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Missouri. She's like, what are you doing out there? I was like, uh, you know, yeah, you just, know, family uh, outing. You know, I was like, are you going hunting? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to kill anything. I, you know, and in my hunting experience, because when I was a kid, I, hunting basically is just walking around the woods and, and sitting there and waiting, and waiting and doing nothing. And if I see a deer, I will be very surprised. Yeah. Right. You know, and if I kill one, I'll be super surprised because I don't know how to shoot a gun. I think what you well. should do is just rip your shirt off and just go fucking. Bro, beat, beat I it always up. thought of that. I was like, what? animal what's the biggest animal that i could kill with nothing but like a buck knife like what what could i kill like i'm like with a buck knife you could probably get pretty big you can yeah, probably get right away. i'm ki- are you kidding me man a cow you, you think i could kill a cow yeah you could kill a cow with a buck I, knife yeah. Absolutely. i don't know dude no you slit its throat you, man yeah but you just slit its throat yeah right all you gotta do is slit its throat it's pretty, look listen their skin is made of leather <laughs> It is made of leather. You think I could just... What are they? Their skin. They're not animal. You know, like, I'm surprised people aren't spraying cows with spray paint. Like, leather is wrong, cows. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, how am I going to, you know, I think I, maybe I could jump down from a tree onto them or yeah. something. I think if you jump with anything. Jump down. What was that, what was that movie with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins where they're, uh, oh, yeah. they're in the woods and Anthony Hopkins is like, what one man can do, another man can do. And he, like, he kills a bear, a, bear, really? a grizzly bear stalking them, and he fucking ties it onto a stump. Yeah. Stick and then kills the what bear. What is that called? Cabin? No. Is it cabin edge fever? Is that cabin? Or, oh, the edge of, of the edge of Hopkins. You'll oh know um, at home. Bears. It's called so bears a poppin'. Google it. I don't Google. What's that? I don't know. Oh, that right. The internet. Oh, you mean spell check? Yeah. Spe- Google. Autocorrect. I just. Like, what is the biggest animal you think you could kill with your hands? I don't know, man. I've been thinking we about a lot. Every podcast from I- now on. With what's the biggest animal you think you can kill? I kill your bare hands. See, because I I said a cow, but because I thought I could catch one, whatever. But I talked to cowboys with my bare hands. You cannot kill a cow. No, like their necks are too big. I thought maybe I could jump on them and choke them to death. No, their necks are way too big. Work that way. So I'm thinking, what like? And I can't really catch any of the smaller animals. You know, like how am I gonna? Can't catch a rabbit for sure. I can't catch a rabbit. He'll be gone. Maybe koala bear. Koala you could easy you could easy kill like, koala no, but they like, have like razor sharp talons. That's true. You do, but all you have to do is put them on a eucalyptus yeah. tree that's not their specific strain of eucalyptus tree, and they'll yeah. starve to death because they're fucking yeah, picky. Yeah, that's true. Um, Finicky eaters. Nice try, koalas. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any animal that I could. Uh, I, you know, I I had. Don't that. feel bad, man. Animals are on a whole other level, man. Like, uh, don't feel bad because I, I I'm a professional fighter. I'm pretty much a badass, but I don't think I could kill. I don't think I can kill a kangaroo. And can I tell you the truth of the matter is I had that I had that classic experience when I was 16 years old where my friend had a pellet gun and there was a bird way off in the distance nice. and I was like, "Hey, look at this." Pop and I hit it and uh and it 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 fell down and was injured and we went over and and he had to finish it off. Oh. And uh I was a fucking emotional what wreck. Did, uh, you what did, cried? What did, what did Atticus, Absolutely. What did Atticus Finch teach you about that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell me a lesson about life. I've come to find out my dad, when he was the same age, had the exact same experience with a BB gun. Oh man! Shot a bird, killed it, and it just tore him up inside. Yeah. And I, so I always, Damn, I always man, feel why it. Why are you telling me this now? Because what if I kill no. a deer? No, I'm gonna feel really bummed because they're like closer be okay. to our cousins. They are. They are a little. They're. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to like run out there like naked and, and smear the blood <sighs> on my chest and then like give the avatar speech like, oh, I thank you for your. That's bones what you can do. Yeah. yeah, right. That's what you can do as long as you. 
I can't wait fa- to put my ponytail father, into her butt. Your father stands by confused. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Why happens. are you naked? <laughs> it's 30 degrees out here. As long as you eat the meat and wear the skin and use the hooves uh, as cutting tools. Yeah. And I think it's totally. Can't wait to make my, my hoof necklace. Um, well, I think we're, we're right about at the end of our hour, but Aww. I know we're exactly an hour, but we're having fun. It's been, it was so nice for you to come it on and, and, and I'm so magical journey. Right now, now. <laughs> but see now, see, I'm the type of guy who, now that I have an emotional connection to Sexy. UFC, now I'm going to watch. Yeah. Now I'm going to watch you fight. It's I want to go, I know that guy. It's martial arts. Force. Yeah. You, you keep saying UFC, but. You can't. But, I mean, that's because I'm an idiot and I don't understand no, how it works. okay. Yeah. It doesn't it's matter. Like, oh, UFC is a separate. UFC is the organization. UFC is an organization. MMA is what I do. It's MMA like is what you do. Martial arts. That's like that's like calling all tissues Kleenex. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's fine. It's like yeah, the it's the CFL it, of the NFL. Yeah, it's kind of like the I, those are letters. I don't know what you're talking about. Elemental P and the QRS. The NBC, the National Bowling Association. Yeah. Yes. The other NBA. Your father knows all. My father knows all about that. Yeah. Is there anything? Websites. I know you're you're Mayhem Miller on Twitter. Yeah, I'm Mayhem Miller Twitter. I'm Mayhem Miller at everything. Like Mayhem Miller is just me. Did you run through the experience of finding another Mayhem Miller online and then going and swooping up every domain you could find? Yeah, you know what? I never found. Actually, somebody has Mayhem Miller at MSM, which I was kind of bitter about. I'm like, how the hell did they? Whatever. And I I think that uh, and somebody like had texted me or uh, emailed James. Is this you? And I'm like. There's a James Mayhem Miller out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, awesome. Yes, I'm, like, I'm Jay Mayhem Miller. Yeah, oh, no, exactly. the other one. I know. That's so really crazy. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Do you believe Did you believe the, 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 the Fight Club thing where they say, uh, how can you really know who you are unless you've been in a fight? The best, you know what? The best compliment I've ever got from my little sister is, you are real life Tyler Durden. And I was like, yeah. Because I'm just like giving like, the the common man like kind of a fighting voice like I'm just like yeah let's we're all dorks let's all fight like we're you know you could still be awesome wait a minute maybe I'm just realizing <laughs> you're a figment of my imagination you're an extension of my brain like because I have an Edward Norton vibe <laughs> yeah you do oh my god you could totally redo that movie is he really not here we're we gonna finish this podcast you're gonna be like Chris you just talked to yourself the whole time yeah. <laughs> I didn't make up some nerdy comedian to make myself <laughs> feel better. Or are you my fight club? Yeah. Oh my god. We're fight clubs of each other. That becomes a verb. Right uh, Mayhem Miller, this was a genuine pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the ah, podcast. Thank you, man. Thanks All for right. having me. Enjoy your burrito. Podcast. America. Podcast time. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.